Hey, this is a quick word about our sponsors. We all know how hard it is to juggle all the things in your business. Accounts, meetings, the never-ending inbox. That's why the Clockwork Junkie podcast have teamed up with Agora Pulse. To give you more than five hours back a week when it comes to managing your social media marketing. No complicated Excel docs, long emails or millions of open tabs. Simply manage all of your social media channels in just one place. Go to www.agorapulse.com forward slash clockwork junkie to get one month free. Now all you have to do is figure out how you want to spend a spare five hours. That's www.agorapulse.com forward slash clockwork junkie. The link's in the description. Thank you. This is Mark here, and welcome back to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Uh, it's much appreciated. Um, thank you for the response for International Women's Day. It's been absolutely magic. So many people got involved and emailed and messaged, and it's absolutely fantastic. Um, on the show today, I have Lucinda Daly. Hi, Lucinda. Hi, how are you? I see that nice person walking past you there. They're not camera shy. Yeah. Either, are they? <laughs> no, they're not. No. <laughs> um, so I suppose, uh, you know, we had um, kind of a, of of women on the show who have been through stuff and who've got out the far side and are now successful. And I mean, look, that's all well and good, but what 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 what, what that didn't do was it didn't, you know, show someone that's in the process. And I think that's where Lucinda comes in. She's um, gratefully decided to come on the podcast and have a chat about her situation and I suppose her message is that drugs are not the answer um so uh I suppose can you tell us when when you start doing drugs what kind of were they kind of what made you do yeah. them and stuff like that and as you're chatting away then um you'll notice that I'll be jumping in interrupting you that's what I do all the time but uh <laughs> so so what kind of drugs were you doing and when did they start and um so I suppose I started off smoking weed um just at night time it wasn't a big deal I was just smoking probably one joint um in the evening time to help me sleep um because I had I had came down with depression um I then asked for help so this would have been January last year okay I then asked for help from my doctor mid-January February mm-hmm. Um, and he decided the best way to go about it would be to look into counselling, which I was on the waiting list for. And he prescribed me an antidepressant. But with that antidepressant, he also described to me a relaxer. So he prescribed me Xanax. Street name for them would be Pink G's. At the time, I didn't know. I didn't know what they were. Um, so I suppose I'd done everything I, I should have done. Um, everything the doctor had asked me to do. He didn't know I was smoking weed. Um, and I suppose one night I couldn't sleep. Um, I forgot to take my medication that day. So I took two or three of the Xanax, the, the, the B10s. 
um, and I smoked a joint and it got rid of everything. Um, I felt no, I felt great. I felt no pain. Um, no I felt depression. no depression. I felt I'm fixed. This is it. I'm fixed. It so I stayed like doing that. Euphoria, like was it a feeling like were you spaced out or were you just? Yeah, I was. I was complete, but I didn't know at the time. At the time, it was great. Um, I was completely spaced out of it, mm-hmm. completely. Um, and the doctor had only prescribed me them for a week. Um, so I suppose I contacted a friend who I knew, um, who knew who I knew was into drugs. So I, I contacted a friend. Um, and then that's where I got my contacts for the likes of your relaxers, so your benzos. So I started to um, take the likes of your D5s, your D10s and um, while smoking my joints. So this would have been between, let's say, February or May and February. Um, and that, that, that I wasn't, you know, I was losing weight slowly but surely. Um, I thought my depression was fixed because I was going around all the time, completely spaced out of it. But then eventually the depression came back and those relaxers weren't making me feel spaced out of it anymore. No matter how many I took, I could have taken 10, I could take 20. They weren't working. So I turned to a very, very bad drug that's killing people, Lyrica. Um, it's a pain, painkiller, it's a strong painkiller, completely zones you out, spaces you out. Um, so I started taking those and then I started taking sleepers during the day, so Zimos. Um, I was waking up in the mornings and I just needed my fix. Yeah. That was it. But in my head, my depression was gone. It was yeah. completely gone. Um, you know, like, just like, some people might think that that's a crazy way to live, like to be getting up and having to be getting this and getting sleepers and getting these, these and that, these and everything under the world. Um, <clears throat> I I understand, like, because I had depression for years and it's not that you want to be spaced out or it's not that you want to be doing drugs. You just don't want to feel the pain of depression and you'll do fucking anything, anything. in the world to get that gone, especially if you have, like, two or three months where it will not go away because even though you're going to work and you're walking around and you know probably trying to live your life like the pain is just unbearable and if I said as, as I said on the podcast many a time it, it's just it's indescribable. it's an undescribable pain yeah you, um, you can't, there is no word it's an for... undescribable pain and you know the the I think a lot of people turn to to their benzos and so that they, yeah. they turn I think you're after freezing. It's a whole new world. Oh, you're back there. I think you're after freezing there. No, you're back there again now. Oh, um, perfect. So yeah, so we're just saying that like um like the pain is the pain is unbelievable. Like you just can't describe it. There, there, there's not like you can't describe it to somebody who hasn't had it. And you will you do absolutely anything to, to get out of that pain. So although it sounds extreme, yeah. all the things you were doing, and it does sound extreme, like the alternative was worse, you know feeling that pain all the time yeah um and another thing that i noticed as well is i tried um i was suicidal 
Mm. And every single time I was suicidal and I attempted suicide, I was under the influence or I was on a come down. So it's so important. Um, I tried a lot. Um, And then once I tried, um, I just took everything and anything. I tried to overdose myself um, and it didn't work. And I remember waking up the next, I, sorry, I didn't even wake up. I, I was on the couch. I was kind of in and out of sleeps. Um, I was vomiting, vi- violently vomiting. Um, and I just remember thinking the next morning, like, I can't even do that right. Yeah. And then that's, that just sends you turmoil, you know? Um, and it was only, it was only, I suppose, when when you when you're when you're away from it and you're looking at it from the outside, you realize that wasn't me. That was the depression taking over. It's because sometimes you can be fine, and then I could have a good day and I could have a bad day. Yeah. Um I get that. So you could be fine one day. People don't understand it because you could be fine now, but I could be suicidal tomorrow. And people are thinking, she's crazy, but I'm not. I'm just suffering with depression. Yeah, you're and not, that's you're, okay. You're you're not crazy at all, not even one percent. And you're right; it is suffering from depression. It's look if you were in if you were in a car crash and broke both your legs, everyone would see that you're in pain and there's something wrong, and everyone would treat you accordingly. If you have depression, there's no scars that nobody knows. Like you don't choose depression; you don't choose to have depression for whatever reason. It chooses you. And then you have it. And you're right, you, you can be okay one day. You could have 10 days in a row where you're so bad, yeah. it's unbelievable. And and uh, you probably can come across like a lunatic sometimes. I know I certainly did. When I, you know, like, like a, I did. Like a <laughs> bipolar, like, you know. For, um, for Absolutely. And when you're at your peak. <clears throat> you'll be making plans there when you're feeling good. Oh, we go here and we go there. And then you cancel everything under the sun. I'm not leaving the house. Yeah. You know. Because you physically can't leave the house. No, you can't. I remember like it's I was not... so tired, but I couldn't go to sleep. I'm sure you had the same. Yeah, yeah. Your your eyes are tired, your but your mind is racing. All the time. You've a hundred and one things going through your mind. And one thing I found, I suppose, when I've hit peak depression, mm-hmm. um, is you could be having a conversation with someone, but you're thinking of everything else. Yeah. And you're worrying about everything else. So the conversations that you're having with people, they're not even making sense. Yeah. Because you've got so much going on up here. Yeah. So much going on up here. So I decided that was just confusing me. Mm-hmm. So it's I've like you're on autopilot. Put- it's like there's an avatar in control of your body. Like you're, you're functioning for people to see you functioning. Yeah. But like you were about 20 steps behind watching it all happen. Thinking about Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's only now that I can see it. Mm. Um, it's only now I can see how bad I was. Yeah. Um, and the pain that you, I suppose the pain that I've put my family through mm. um, with going about depression, how I did go about it was, was crazy. But as a family, it has made us so much closer. Yeah. Um, and all of my, like, my, like, it's just so important that you, that you talk because mm. I have my sisters now um, that I can talk to and I can trust. So I suppose if you're open and honest, 
um, with what you're doing and you, and you just stop the line because I find when you're depressed, you lie a lot. There's a lot of, I'm okay, leave me alone. Um, when, you're, when you feel sick from anxiety and mm. you can't eat, it's, I'm fine, I've already had a sandwich, I'm not hungry. Even though you might not have ate in four or five days. I find that you're constantly lying <clears throat> to whereas now I would say, I haven't eaten in four or five days. I My anxiety is at me. I don't feel hunger. And I suppose then my family will jump in and they'll help me. They'll talk to me. And before I know it, I'm sitting down eating a packet of biscuits and drinking tea with them. Well, for me, um, you know? for, no, that's brilliant. Uh, uh, for me, it was the opposite. I am... Um... <clears throat> I had I hit it hit it so well that nobody knew I had depression, so nobody was asking me how are you, yeah, um, because I was fine. But what I did do was <clears throat> rather than naughty, I ate like an absolute fucking horse, and I was all the wrong stuff as well. I, and to this day, I'm still trying. Yeah. Like I'm, I had it for ten years. I'm gone for about eighteen months, and to this day, I'm still trying to lose it. it I always say it's like someone pulled a rip card on a dinghy, you know. I went out there, yeah, eating shit like drinking cans in the house and. You know, just absolutely crazy. But um, <clears throat> I suppose, look, like, funnily enough, like, I understand where you're coming from. I know that, like, um, you know, it's just, it's so hard to, um, I often picture, like, you know these guys that go under the water and they put the big round thing on their head and you have to twist it, like that, you kind of twist it around and they go down, like, about a mile under the water with a big fucking thing on them. And yes, and yeah. there's water everywhere. I picture it's like that, but someone's down chatting to you. Well, how are things? Are you going for a pint? Yeah, yeah. Saying, are you stupid? Look where we are. I'm in bits. I can't even. I had a thing, it was called um, white knuckling in it, where I, I'd be sitting down for a while. I mean, if it's to be so tight like that, that my knuckles would be white, and I wouldn't even know I was doing it. It was an absolute yeah. fucking nightmare. Um, And yes, you were saying that you you with your family that like you put them through absolute fucking hell torture over time and you get over you know yeah and that's i suppose something that stays with you forever um because true but through my depression i've realized i've i lost a lot of people i've lost everyone i nearly lost my family um i lost the majority of my friends but I thought I gained these amazing friends. These, I thought I had the world. Mm-hmm. I thought this was, these people, they love me so much. They want to help me. You just need to make sure you surround yourself with the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, oh God, goodness, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, you just need to surround yourself with the right people. I mean, if it's like, it's like putting a good apple into a rotten fruit bowl. That that good apple is going to rot eventually. Um, also, and that's how I look at it. And I look at it... The one, one? I look at it that way as well. So I'm making sure that who I'm... I don't want to be a burden on anyone else. See, I'm thinking of other people as well because mm-hmm. I don't want to be bringing anyone else down. Um, but that's all part of anxiety then do you know when you stop talking you feel like you're being a burden you feel like you're constantly talking and people are are getting sick of it they're going oh god this one's at again is she ever happy that's the way you feel when you're trying to talk 
Yeah. Well, that's how I felt that no, I no, found. I that, like yeah. that's how that's how I felt. And when I felt like that, then that's when it was Lucinda, go get off your head. Yeah. You'll forget it then and you'll be absolutely fine. It's like a um, vicious circle. And it's scary. It's very scary. Um yeah, it is. It it's it's scary what you can do under the influence. And when you're so badly depressed, yeah. it's you can you can you can kill yourself very easily. No problem, yeah. Very easily. No problem. Um, mistakenly. That said, that there was something there that you said that um that you like you know, you you kind of put your family under pressure and you feel like you've burdened them and let them down and it'll be something that you'll have to deal with forever, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's not the case. I've good news for you. That's not the case. Um, eventually, um, when you get out the other side, and yours, I said this to you just before we we start talking before we um, press record, is that when you're over this completely, you won't believe how strong you can be mentally. I'm not talking yeah. about physically at all, just mentally, and all your people that's around you will see that. And yeah. They'll, they'll they'll look at you a completely different way. Just the way they looked at you before you got into the drugs and then they couldn't believe how bad you are with the drugs in a couple of months year, time, or years' time. They won't believe how good you are then. That doesn't yeah. last forever. And p- people start trusting you then because you've been through some shit, you know? And you're kind yeah. of strong and you're out the other side. So um, I, I, when did you realize that you had to stop doing the drugs? How long ago? I am... Um... I'm not out of it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not out. I'm not out of it completely. I will still smoke my my little bit of weed. Um, I I suppose I'd be away from I'd be away from hard hard drugs. Yeah. Um, probably about two months now. Mm. Probably about two months. But mm. um, in saying that, I did relapse this week. And when I relapsed, it's like when I relapsed, I done things I never would have done before. Um, I took drugs that I never would have taken before. Um, and that's when I realized that that I suppose that's when I realized during that relapse. It was a two-day relapse. During that relapse, it was it was Lucinda you can either keep going on like this and you can keep going on like there's nothing wrong Um, block out your feelings with, with, with the drugs. But you remember when you wake up every morning, you're going to need that fix. If you don't get that fix, you're going to be very, very ill. You're going to be very sick because class A drugs make you sick. You know, once you get addicted to them. So I'm lucky enough that I have the family that I have that I was able to go and talk to um, and, and, and for them to say, look, Lucinda, you know, you need to feel. That's what's wrong with you. You know, you're blocking out your feelings. So once you feel all your pain, you'll, you'll eventually get better. And that's the stage I'm at now. I'm at the hurting, hurting stage. Although I'm suffering with depression for so long, I've blocked it out. But it's right now where I'm hurting. I'm feeling everything. Um, that's the that's the road I'm feeling to recovery when you get to that stage. Exactly. Um, that's the stage I'm feeling the, 
I'm feeling the effects of, you know, my long term relationship that broke down from eight years. I'm, I'm, I'm only feeling that now, even though that broke down a year ago. Because I blocked everything out with drugs um, deaths that have happened. Mm. Um, I have a lovely little niece, Ada. I have a lovely, beautiful little niece. She was only born two months ago. I can't remember her being born. Um, so they're happy feelings that I'm feeling as well. Mm. They're not just sad. And that's something that, that I've realized. It's not just pain that I'm feeling. Um, I was also blocking out good things, not, mm. not, not bad things. I was missing yeah. milestones in my life. Um, so it's just a matter now of keeping on track. It's important that you're feeling at all because on depression, one of the things that happens, as you know only too well, is that not that you don't want to feel, you just don't. It just doesn't exist. Like people used to ask me when I had it, um, was I sad? Like, do I feel sad? And I'd say, no, well, I, I don't feel happy and I don't feel sad. I feel yeah. nothing, nothing. You feel numb. Nothing, yeah, I can't. Yeah. You know, and people and say, what does that feel like? And look, I'm not a genius, but I think I'm intelligent enough and I don't have the words to, I, I can't explain it, you know? Everything I say sounds too uh, weak for what it actually is, how 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 strong that feeling is, you know? Mm. Um, I just... Uh, and I think... Go on. I, th- I think social media is a, a big thing as well. Yeah. Um. So when you're when you are suffering with depression... When you're scrolling through Facebook and Instagram um, and TikTok, when you're scrolling through all of them apps, people are making their life out to be perfect. And then you're judging your life and you're saying, hold on a minute, what am I doing wrong here? Why can't I have um, a chill night with wine with, with such and such a person? Or how come that's happening to that person? They're only showing the good on social media. They're not showing the bad. Um, and that's one thing that that affected me massively. Um, I was looking at TikTok videos, um, Facebook, Instagram. That's people show you what they want to see. That's not reality. No. Um, so all I had to come off social is, media for a while. All that stuff is. Um, it's ridiculous. It's fake. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's a hoax. Yeah. I have TikTok as well. I see it. TikTok to me. When I come out first, used to be um, it funny. funny. It was funny things where you do a skit or a prank or a joke or it was yeah. informational. Now, if I flip through it, it's and I, I could be wrong about this, but ninety percent of it is girls shaking their arse and tits on the screen and look how perfect their body is and look. And exactly. Then you, you go on your page then, right? And they have one point five million subscribers, right? You know. Uh, I have about two and a half thousand subscribers to the YouTube channel and I'm trying my hardest, you know what I mean? Sometimes I wish I yeah. did taste on an arse. I'd put, hello, and, and do it here. Like, I get loads of fucking... Yeah. It's not the way it works, though. They're um, they're only trying their best to do the best that they can, but I guarantee you they're fucking miserable, you know? And and, and it, it, it's not real at all whatsoever. And, you know, would you sooner have 20 million followers everyone saying oh your body is perfect your face is perfect you have the best life in the world or would you just prefer to be happy you know and, yeah. and I, I pick happiness every time whatever that may yeah. look like to me it might be different to you and to me but whatever's happy to uh, you know I'd always choose happiness but I just wanted to go back to one thing you said earlier there um, mm. and look this is my opinion you were saying that like you still do a bit of weed and all that I have no problem with weed I personally don't yeah. but look 
weed weed is a you know you can do weed and then you can do a bit of charlie after it and then do a bit of this tablet and that tablet or whatever you want to do a bit of cocaine that's fine well you can just smoke a joint there's people there's shaman there's uh, elders of all the most intelligent tribes all around the world that yeah that smoke with that's more weed. Weed is fine, in my opinion. I don't think, like, if I was sitting down oh. um, with family having a chat and someone gave me a joint, I'd smoke it. No problem at all. Because mm. it's fine. It's absolutely fine. It's rela- It's actually legal in a lot of countries. It'll be legal here soon enough. We're just fucking backwards yeah. in this country. Um, as per usual. But I, I have no issue with weed whatsoever at all. I think it's absolutely fine. Um, and I actually think there's some people who are stressed if they would be given weed in... in Instead of some relaxers or tablets or downers, it would be better for definitely. them. That's my opinion. Yeah, I'm... yeah definitely, definitely. Um, <sighs> I think that's that, that. I think that's what the problem is. Uh, if you if you look at countries like Amsterdam, I don't know if you've ever been to Amsterdam. I've been to Amsterdam. Yeah. But everyone's happy. <laughs> There's nobody walking around off their heads like zombies. Yeah. They're just happy go lucky that is our problem like you never um, seen, i i think here in ireland you never seen two lads outside a nightclub in where we live at lone town uh, boxing the head off each other on weed doesn't happen <clears throat> no no it doesn't <clears throat> it, it doesn't if you work for a hard <clears throat> and you, if you up in the morning you're in that rat race you're getting up in the morning you're fucking trying to get breakfast maybe you have a kid you're trying to get them out to school Obviously, with the lockdown, this isn't happening now, but you go into work, you're working your arse off, you're busy, your mind, and you go home in the evening and you want to have a joint with your significant other and sit down and relax on the porch. I say do it. No problem. I have no problem with it. If anyone else does, go just fuck off. Yeah, you haven't done your research. Yeah. It's fine. That's my opinion. It'll always yeah. be my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as long as you're not doing the hard class A drugs, you're okay. Like, like, will you relapse again? You probably don't know. You hope not. Like, you know what I mean? I, I hope I won't um it's impossible I hope to say. I don't relapse because it's it it's hundred and ten percent impossible. I would never have um I would never have picked myself up to be the person and to have done the things that I have done. Um and you know, like I just think smoking weeds it's fine. It's it's it is. It's your class A drugs, but just mm. be careful when you're smoking weed. Make sure that you know you're you're not depending on it to block anything oh, out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think because that's what I done. I didn't use it the right way. I know plenty of people, people, loads of people that that that, that smoke it every day, um, and they don't suffer with depression. You know, they just have a spliff, a cup of tea, and a chat, or mm. when they're watching telly, and that's fine. But just make sure. Yeah. You're doing it the right way. And you're, it's not really, really strong stuff if you put this into it and add to it and all of a sudden then you're you're, you're off your head and you're ringing people then trying to get other kind of drugs to make it last longer. Exactly. Because take control, you compete. Look, I used to smoke for years. I smoked Benson Hedges yeah. for Yeah, and be, yeah. Um, I, I gave them up and I, I, I won't smoke it. I'm off them, Jesus, I don't know, years. But um, I wouldn't smoke a cigarette now, you know, out having a cup of tea. But I, I, I would smoke a giant. No problem. It's a different thing, you know. It's not. And yeah. That's probably worse for you, to be honest. You know. Um, of course. Truth be told. Um. <clears throat> so. You're saying that you relapsed there a while ago, um, only a couple yeah. of years ago. Now, just to be, look, 
this podcast when it comes out um she won't have relapsed a couple of days ago this podcast is, is getting done um weeks in advance of its release date so she hasn't for anyone knows her she hasn't relapsed a couple of days ago it's been ages ago um <laughs> the date now is oh look it doesn't matter just take it as it's ages ago um, so yeah so look like i think first of all that you're very brave to come on here and do this um you know i hope that it's not just because you've had a relapse and now you've made your decision and that i hear in two weeks time that you're falling around the town you know what i mean let like let it be a start let, like let it be like obviously you're you're going to feel so down at times you know of course. And you're feel probably there, there might be a day or two in the next two months where you feel worse than you've ever felt um <clears throat> and if that is the case that's okay you're allowed to feel sad you can't you can't be happy the whole time you can't be um you know everything can't be going you know everything can't be going your way the whole time you know yeah very yeah. hard to fucking get that into your head because it took me ages but um i i think you're very brave for doing this Thank you. Um, and, and it's not like you're only you're 26 is it i'm 26 in may in yeah may, okay so you're 25 Jeez, yeah. your, your whole life ahead of you it could be the fucking president yeah for all yeah. you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not like this is only like a like like you know like this is only a fucking bl- like if if your life was 100 meters you know this is only meter 25 like do you know what i mean yeah. you're of 75 yeah. to all you could do anything like but um yeah is is like I think that misery loves company, and after people that do drugs, they love to be surrounded by people that do drugs. It's the very same with people who drink alcohol. They be at the pub at ten o'clock in the morning, and it normalizes it because there's so many people doing it. Um, I wouldn't be tickling anyone doing drugs. Everyone's doing it for their own reason. Um, I I don't think anyone sets out to be addicted to drugs, and I know you certainly didn't. Yeah, that was in your mind. That's funny because I only said that to my mom um about three weeks ago. Okay. Um, I said to her, I said, Mom, I didn't wake up um, or, you know, I when I was a child, I didn't say I want to be an addict when I grow up. Nobody wants to be an addict when they grow up. It happens and you don't know how it happens. Um, but it and it's, it, it could happen through just experimenting. It mightn't even happen down through depression, but mine happened you know, at, at 23 years of age, 20, 24, well, between 24 and 25, um, through depression, you know, I, I knew what drugs were. I knew what, I knew exactly what I was taking. Um, and I suppose that's just because you're in your twenties, you know what you're taking, you know what you're getting yourself into. It doesn't mean that that's what you want to do. It doesn't mean that you want to be an addict or you want to to be that person um because i found that i got that a lot a oh, cop on lucinda you're 25 cop on lucinda you're 25 but they didn't stop and think what's she going through what has she why why is she doing it yeah that was one it took a long that time killed that killed that's, me. yeah that, that that did with me as well nobody asked um I had I had one person um, that asked me if I was okay. And I had one person, I suppose, that helped me through um, getting off the drugs from, from Christmas to January because I would have got very he- heavy um, on cocaine. Mm. But 
this person got me off them completely. Um, and then out of nowhere, everything can happen in the blink of an eye because out of nowhere, my life was perfect again. This time last week, mm. my life was perfect. I couldn't have been happier. Um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't taking any drugs. I wasn't, um, I was smoking my bit of weed or whatever, but I was the happiest person. I felt like I was the happiest person on in the world. And then bang, it changed. I lost that person for whatever reason, you know, that person is not in my life. And then I automatically thought once I lost that person, okay, well, Lucinda, you're, you're fucked now. You don't have him to look after you. Um, you don't, you don't have this. So I relapsed because I thought that I needed him or her or these people that were helping me to stay away from drugs. And just because they were gone, then I thought I'm going to go back, but yeah. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't, I said to myself, it wasn't it, you, I done the work the last time. Mm. I stayed clean the last time I felt what I felt the last time. So I have to do it again, you know, and I might mm. relapse again and it could happen again. Who knows? It's nice to have people that's there for you and it's very, very comforting to have people that's there for you because going back to your last point, uh, and like you said that, you know, no one thought to ask how were you or what, like, you know, I remember when I told everyone that was close to me that I was suffering from depression, it took me a little bit of a while to tell them. I told them fairly quickly when, when I, I knew myself that I had it. Um, and I thought it was going to be this big outpouring of, oh, my God, let's all circle the wagons and rally around Mark and let's see. And it wasn't that. Yeah. Like, I couldn't no. believe it. I can believe it now because I didn't know how much pain I was in and I didn't know what it was like. You know, I, I, I understand it now because how would my family know what I was feeling when I can't even describe it myself? Um, And I, I was thick with them for ages myself going, Jesus, and and... Like, how am I going to get better now? Because here I was struggling for a while. Now I'm after telling everyone that cares about me. And there's nobody fucking yeah. doing anything about it. I said, typical. Nobody cares. Yeah. That's, that's what I expected. Nothing to go right, you know. But I I, I found out as the years went on, I, I spoke to some of them about it. like, And, and they just didn't know how bad it was for me. And yeah. the more I study mental health and the effects of it, they would if they had known, they would never have left your side. You know, and that's very, very hard um, to realize. And then, of course, if you have people then that are beside you, you think you can't do anything without them. But it's it's nice to have people around you. But the truth of the matter is, is and I, I said this before we press record, is that you have to put yourself first, like you said, you yeah. yourself the first time. It's 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 nice to have help, but put yourself first at all times. If I'm climbing up a mountain and I'm nearly at the top. If someone reaches out their hand, I'll take it, but I'll make sure that I have a grip myself as well. You know? Yes, yes. You can depend on other people, but depend on yourself first all of the time. Um, yeah. yeah. You had a relapse there not too long ago. Fair enough. That's not like that. You know, it. hopefully it won't happen again. Hopefully it will. The point of the matter is, whether it does or doesn't happen again, it doesn't matter a shite, because in five years' time, you're going to be looking back saying, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm three and a half, four years, perfect now. You're fine. You, yeah. could, you could be fucking running a marathon for all, you know. You, you don't know what yeah. you're doing when you 
and you will be a thousand times stronger. And, I, and I, I'm not saying that to hopefully I'd make you feel better. That's that's the truth. I promise you. I've talked to loads of people with mental health. Once you go through it all and come out the far side, um, you feel as strong as anything. And I suppose now one of the big things that you be feeling is all oh, the guilt of all the people I let down and all the fucking things I said. But it's yeah, a nightmare. It's like. the guilt. That'll it's, go. I promise you. People that is, give you. Yeah. Like that, I suppose that's um that's my biggest thing now. And that's um the people that I've hurt along the way. Um I'm I'm now looking back and I've 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 said and I've done some horrible things that I'm so ashamed of um over the last year while suffering with depression, stuff that I never would have said, I never would have done. It was the depression taking over. Yeah. And it's now the guilt. I have to deal with the guilt of hurting the people that I loved the most. Yeah. Everyone that I loved the most, which would be my family. Um, it would be my family, you know, my close family. Um, you know, I lost a, a best friend that I met in college. Um, you know, I've I've as I said, I I've I've hurt, you know, someone that I once called, you know, the, the, like my family, the love of my life. I've hurt people undescribably and it's the guilt mm. that I have to deal with now but all you can do is I suppose say sorry and open up and maybe maybe then people will see this podcast um, and I opened up about it on Facebook as well you know about everything that I've been going through it and maybe they will come across that and maybe they'll say God, you know, she was suffering with depression. That's why she done that, you know. Yeah. Um. But uh, I'm. Like, yeah, that's true, and, and and hopefully that is the case and all that. But I suppose what I found was the most important thing was just say, okay, look, for the next, we we just call it a year. I don't know. It was gonna, but for the next year, it's gonna be up and down for me. I know. So yeah. It's gonna be up and down for the next year. That's it. Um. I just go and you're going to have terrible days. I can guarantee you, you're going to have terrible days. Yeah. Because I, I know, because I had depression and I know what it's like. Um, and, and one of the worst things is when, when, when you have depression and you're kind of getting over it a little bit, you're working through it. The guilt is a fucking nightmare going, oh my God, how could I have done that? Like, and then you're worried about it. You get a pain in the pit of your stomach. It's like a butterfly or something. It's, yeah. How could I have said this to that person? I love them. Like, you know, um, but, whether them people come back or not, it's neither here nor there at this moment in time. All that's important is that you get exactly. Better. And it wasn't yeah. you that, that said it to them anyways. You were suffering from chronic depression and you were high as a kite because you were addicted to drugs. Yeah. How, yeah. How is that the same person that I'm talking to now? Of course it's not. No, it's not. And it's nice to hear, like I suppose, I'd be best friends. My best friend is my sister, um, mm. Megan. She's been there with me from the get-go. My sister is my life. And, you know, even she says it to me now, you know, she she knows when she's talking to Lucinda, which is me now. And she knows when she's talking to Lucinda, who's at her lowest. Mm. And that's that's what you need, because I, ha- I had to sit her down and I had to say, when I'm at my lowest, this is what I do. So she now knows the signs. And she I've just I've stopped hiding it. You know, I've stopped hiding it and I've decided instead of pushing these people away because I feel guilty for burdening them with my problems, 
they're saying that they can help me. So I'm going to let them help me. Um, so I think it's important that if you have, you know, throughout your your time of depression, that you have one person close to you to help you along the way. But just make sure that person is solid. Make sure that person is solid. Don't do what I do and depend on someone that's going to walk away. Someone that's not solid. Find yourself a solid person that has been in your life since the get-go, like a mum, a dad, a sister, a cousin, a childhood friend, not a new friend that you've met through your hardest times. Someone that knows you, the old you, before depression. I think that's really important, along with making new friends. Um, And I've made some great friends um, throughout my depression and throughout everything. Um, I've met in particular, like, you know, one family of friends there. I I can't thank them enough. And they're new. Um, But I think it's important that when you're suffering with depression, you have that one solid person. Um, And thankfully, my one solid person will be my sister. Um, someone to have uh, th- that's like I I said on the podcast. It's funny you say that. I've said on the podcast a few times that you know tell someone you have depression, and if they don't give you the response that you want, tell someone else. And I said I don't care if you have to tell three quarters of the population of the world until you find one person that'll stand by your journey. You know, um, like it's just not nice. We're not going to let anyone like we're, it's going to be impossible to describe what depression is like to someone who never had it. But I hope this conversation might help people to. Um, understand you know how a young girl that you know wasn't doing drugs all her life ended up doing drugs and even going off them and then relapsing and everything else um so it's it's going to be a battle um because the thing about depression is is that if something happens in your life and through that you get depression then that event is finished a long, long time ago and the depression is there anyways. So sometimes it's it's getting over the event that happened won't get you over the depression. The depression is there anyways, you know? It, it's, yeah. It's there as its own. So if this happened to me and it gave me depression, so when I get over this, depression will be gone. No, it it's won't. Not. And you have, to, you have to work through that you have it and that it's going to, and what your own triggers are. And, and it's a long, long, long um, battle. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but you you said something very important there actually that um you like if you feel sad feel sad like it's 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 okay to feel sad but now you're feeling happiness of things that you didn't feel before either so you were taking all these things to kind of numb yourself and uh, so you weren't feeling sad but you weren't feeling happy either whereas now you're feeling happy at times which is that's how you know you're you're well on exactly. your way you're 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 doing the right yeah. thing you know and it's it's amazing how. When when I relapsed and um, just gone when when I relapsed, um, to be honest with you, I don't know who I'd, I I I I can't really remember um the day, but I, I had remember I had lost the reason why I had I had relapsed is because I had lost probably the most closest person to me, um and I think it's like I remember I remember physically crying I was roaring crying like I was physically do, do you know when you're when you've when you're crying and you can't breathe do you know that cry a hurt mm-hmm. cry and I just remember that person saying to me you know and I, I I don't know who that person was I can't remember who the person was but I remember the conversation 
and that has kept me going is feel let it out Lucinda cry keep crying keep crying 100%. that person I remember I just remember crying and that person telling me to cry um, I had realized that I had relapsed and I had done what I'd done that's all I had in my head was feel make sure you feel when you're when, when you know make sure you feel cry when you have to cry and that's what I've been doing all week yeah I've been a mess um I haven't brushed my hair this morning or but, but that's okay yeah that's okay do you know what I mean yeah. it, it's fine I'm just feeling it's fine I remember you just get up and in in my depths of despair like there was loads of things I love I I love a good joke and a good laugh and I'm sarcastic and witty and um although I was still doing those things and making other people laugh I wasn't laughing you know um yeah I remember, you know, the first time I kind of kind of came out and the first big laugh I have, I still remember that. That was 18 months ago. I remember laughing going like, this is so funny. And I couldn't, I was laughing uncontrollably. At something yeah. I seen on TV, was on Friends, you know? And and that, it was so long since I'd done that, like genuinely done it, you know? Um, so what advice, is there any advice that says you, far be it from you to give advice, but... Where no different question. Where would you mm. like to see yourself in three years' time? I would like to see myself with a family, in a home, a solid partner, a good job. Um, I, I've come to terms with. I might always suffer with depression. I might always have to have my antidepressant. Mm. I don't know. But all I know is I just want to be happy in three years. 100%. That's, that's, that's the People answer. can, a, a nice house, a nice job, a nice partner. That would be great. I'd love all of that. But I just want to be happy. Yeah. That's my goal. And once I'm happy, I don't care. I could be living in a shed or a cardboard box. Yeah, once I'm happy. Yeah. Once you come out the other side of depression and you get happy. Exactly. You, you, you don't really um, want for as much as you did. Um, yeah. Uh, what was the thing you, you you just said before that? You said um, about uh, you want to be you want to in, in three years' time you'd see yourself. Oh yeah, being happy and having a house and having a partner. Did you say something just before that? It could yeah, like um, like in three years, I suppose throughout this as well, like career change. Yeah. Um, all of that, you take all of that into perspective because not only have I came down with depression and got it, became an addict, this has all happened during COVID-19, during a lockdown, during a pandemic, something I have never, I've never experienced before in my life. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think just the, the aim now is just to be happy yeah. um, and accept the fact that I suffer with anxiety and depression um, and I just oh, have to talk. That's what it was. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I I, I you said something very important and I want I couldn't remember yeah. what you says that you 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 might have to realize that you'll have depression for the rest of your life. Um like hopefully that won't be the case. But if if it is the case, you can live strong with depression, no problem. Yeah. People say, Oh no, you can't, you're gonna have a bad day. Yeah, you might have a bad day, but it's better than a bad fucking year. You know, you can have yeah. like even like I in in there was a space there of about two months just before Christmas. I had about four or five bad days. And that's like huge for me because I hadn't had a bad day in ages. I'd be going around on cloud yeah. nine happy for a long time. 
Um, and when that happens to me, then I just kind of, I say, okay, I feel today is going to be a bad day. And I, I look after myself, you know, I, I um, yeah. treat myself like I'm my best friend, you know, and I say, okay, what can I do to look after myself? Don't do anything too stressful. Um, you know, don't put yourself under pressure. Just relax, sit down, have a cup of tea, chat to people, do your thing. Yeah. Just be calm and happy and relaxed. Um, yeah. As I said, things will, you know, you're going to have hard days. I can tell you that now for a fact, because I've done it. You're going to have hard days again. That's okay. That's okay. You'll have good days as well. Eventually, the hard days will be less and less and less. Look after yourself, number one, at all times. And then you can help other people. Um, as again, look, I think you're very brave for doing this. I know a lot of people wouldn't do it. Thank you. Um, some people might think you have a neck for doing it because you're, 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 you're one mad for the last year and you only have to, but no, I, I think it's important. I, I think the, 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 the words that you're saying, you know, I, I can remember the words, saying those same words myself when I was getting ready to get better from it. Yeah. So you, you're doing all the right things mentally. I hope somebody does, somebody, somebody that has, experience or someone that's going through what I'm going through now I hope they do listen to it um and they do realize they're not crazy they're not a bad person um it's just I suppose the disease after taking over um and I hope people that I have hurt in the last year does hear this and they do get to hear my side of the story um and they, 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 they do realize that you know I wasn't the person that wasn't me because right now, I suppose, as you said, my focus isn't on going around to all the people that I've hurt. Um, like, I mean, friends-wise, before, and you know, apologizing. Because I, I'm not out of it yet. Um, my goal now is just to get better. And then once I get better, then that's when I can, you know, that's when I can, I suppose, mingle with people again. And I can say, look, that wasn't me. I'm sorry. But, you know, with this podcast... The reason why I'm doing it is because I don't want anyone else to to feel what I felt the last year, to feel like they're going crazy Um, and to feel like they I I thought I was going to be in a mental home at one stage. There was just depression. Mm. It's okay. It was just depression. It's so scary. It's it's the scariest thing. It's the scariest thing you'll ever do. Question for you. Uh, if, yeah. So let's just say, right, we're recording this podcast now. It's going to go out in a few weeks' time because there's loads of podcasts coming up before that. Yeah. So let's say now uh, you this podcast comes out and it's two days and you see 15 comments and nine of them are, oh, shut up. I remember you, you're a bitch when you're on the drugs and all that. And so would, you, would that hurt your anxiety? Would that make you go a relapse? Would that make anything happen? Or would you give a fiddler's fuck? No, because I've had abuse from what I've done. Um, being on drugs already I've had that abuse um, and I suppose the way I, if, if, I, if I was to read comments like that um, first of all they haven't been through it and second of all they're bullies because mental health is serious yeah. it's very very serious <clears throat> and it doesn't matter if if you think someone is lying or if you think someone doesn't have depression or they're using that as an excuse that doesn't matter it's real. They're very, they, it's not something to play around with. It's not something to mess around. Mental health is, is real. And in Ireland at the moment, it's at its peak because of COVID-19. Yeah. Online bullying is at its peak. You know, they're t- 
Coco's law, they're thinking of bringing all this in. Yeah. Um, so no, at the moment it doesn't. It wouldn't make me nervous because I wouldn't go in and read them. Mm. Um, I'd be ready for that. I, I'd be ready for the backlash um, of people yeah. going, oh, shut up, you know, oh, she's at it again. She's. But I've never used depression as an excuse. I've never openly, I've never opened up um opened up about it. this is the first time I've I've I will be publicly opening up about it. It's only my mm. close family that would know. There's there's no um uh just you know like I'm over depression now you know as 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 much as you can be if I read bad comments the whole time I get emails the whole time but the podcast is shit and yours I couldn't give a fiddle yeah. couldn't give no. a fiddle up but um no look uh I there's no stigma with mental health um, you shouldn't even have to be opening up and telling the world. There's no stigma whatsoever. You have mental health issues. You're suffering from depression. Big fucking wow. I'm surprised there isn't exactly. more people suffering from depression in this world. You, you yeah. People have no life at all. We're struggling. You have no money. You're trying to rob Peter to play Paul. You, fucking hell. Anything you try to do, there's obstacles in the way. It's so I'm surprised more people have that depression. You've had yeah. it at a young age. I was in my 30s when I got it, you know. You've yeah. had it at a young age. You're over it. You'll be resilient. You'll have bad times and you'll get through it. And you'll be fine, I'm sure. I yeah. can see it in your eyes, you're fine. You have, you have a fire burning. So hopefully, hopefully <laughs> you're fine and it all works out. But um look, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. I I, I do no think brave. Um thank you. I hope you get a good response from it. Um thank you for everyone listening to the show, and I will chat to you soon. Cheers, bye bye. Hey, how are things? This is Mark here and welcome to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. I want you to surround yourself with people who would mention your name in a room full of opportunity. We have a new show out every Monday and Wednesday on YouTube, Spotify and all other popular platforms. If you want to hear a show with real opinions and no bullshit, you found it. Ireland's number one podcast, the Clockwork Junkie podcast. Talk soon.